All right, I episode, I episode, I recorded an episode about that show Squid Games. I spoiled the entire show. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, don't listen to this. Come back and listen when you're done. I just give my insights about the show, what happens. So check it out. Hopefully you guys enjoy the show, the episode. And I really would like for you guys to engage with me on this one. So hit me up like in my messages on Instagram, Tyler underscore James underscore Griffith. Or hit me up in my email, kingofcorona2020 at gmail.com. Or if you have my cell phone number, you can text me, call me, whatever. But I want your insights on the show. Like, I give a few of mine, but if you have any other insights, and a lot of people message me, I can do those on another episode. And just kind of read through your insights and share that with my listeners. So, like always, subscribe, like, share, and give me some positive reviews if you like what you hear. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona Podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? I just wanted to jump on real quick and do a podcast about the show Squid Games. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I watched the show, I had a million thoughts about it, but I'm curious, first off, what other people's thoughts are about this show and what the meaning behind the show is, because it seems like everything that's created, like movies, TV shows, um, there's always like a hidden meaning, and so you're trying to teach a lesson through something and so sometimes directors and producers use these like insane tactics in order to grab our attention because as a society we are becoming weaker and weaker and we we don't we don't really pay attention unless things are like thrown into our faces super super hard and it's gory and it's graphic and that's probably why this show now is one of the number one shows or the number one show on Netflix in like a million different countries. So it got me thinking, like the show itself is really interesting, but I like to think about like behind it and like, why is this so intriguing to us as people? And so I will spoil the entire show right now. So if you have not seen it, then you want to not, you want to just stop listening but it is pretty gory, definitely like a rated R for the right reasons. Lots of swear words. Um, lots of like blood and like graphic blood, like brains getting blown out of heads and you can like see the brains. But essentially here's the whole, here's the gist of the show, okay? So you got, you got these people that are broke. And these vans drive around and they basically go, they hand out these cards and they say, well, no, they have this first, there's like games, there's the squid games. And so the first game is the recruiting game. And so the first competition is basically they're trying to recruit 464, I think there was 464, 465 people. Um, and they play this game 
where this guy comes up to somebody and he basically says, I'll bet you, because he knows these people are broke and so they're desperate for money. And so he says, I'm going to bet you this amount of money that I can beat you at this game. And so the people are broke. So they're like, okay. And there's, it's almost like pogs. It's like uh, you have, like when you used to have a slammer and you try to flip a pog over. And so they would be like, I bet you a million, whatever that I win. And so the guy would go play these people, but he's like a professional. So he beat them, 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 beat them. So they're in debt by like, who the freak knows how much money. And so basically these people are now in debt to these people, but they're in debt to everybody else. And so they're just kind of desperate to find their way in life. And so these vans pull up, they get these people in the car, they gas them, they bring them to this like weird location. And they wake up and there's this, this room full of like 464, I think it's 464, 465, I can't remember. 465, I swear it was like the last guy, maybe 464, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, so there's these people, they're all there and they're part of these games now. And so they start talking and then these people walk in with these weird masks, they have like triangle, circle, square, basically is their ranks, they don't talk. But the games get presented, and so the games basically start. Um, they say it's time for game one. Nobody knows what's happening. They have no idea what to expect. But this game starts, and it's red light, green light. So they're in this room. There's this big, giant, creepy-looking doll, like probably the size of like 20 humans. And it turns towards like the back of the room, but the head twists. And so the head will twist towards the people when it says red light and it'll twist back towards the wall when it says green light. And so she'll say green light and everybody starts running and then red light. And then if anybody's moving, her eyes detect movement and there's guns like sniper rifles in the wall and it just shoots and kills people if they die or if they move and then they die. And so they start to figure out, oh my gosh, this is the game we signed up for. Like, this is the game we signed up for. And so it eliminates, like, I want to say a big chunk of the people. Like, a lot of people die. And then they go back into the quarters, and they're all, like, PTSD, all messed up, because they just saw, like, all these people die. But then this big ball drops from the ceiling. And... Basically, they're like, I know. I'm trying to remember this. So I can't remember when they find out about the money. So the people want to quit. And then it basically is a vote. So 50% of the people basically vote. That they want to leave the game. So the people running this game are trying to make it like a fair game. Like if you want to be here, you can be here. If you don't want to be here, you can leave. It's a majority vote. If the majority votes they want to leave, they can leave. Sorry, I'm going through Google right now. Uh, so I just found the games. Uh, anyway, I can't remember in order, but basically these people like want to leave. And then for every person that dies, they put money into this big ball on the ceiling. So they say, you're playing for this money now. And so 
since they're playing for the money, there's this like, like a lot of the people are like, okay, like we should stay. So after they show the money, 50% say we want to stay, 50% say they want to leave. And so they, they, it's like one person over 50%, it's like 51, 49. And so they end up leaving the game. They leave the game, the people take them home, they gas them, take them back home, they go back to their lives. And then all these people like go back to their lives, they're like alcoholics, they're getting hit up by their creditors. They just realize like, wow, we really need money. And so these people come back around. They come back around and they give these cards again and they're basically like, if you want to come back to the game, meet at this location, we'll gas you, bring you back to the island and you can play again. So they pass these cards out and they get like a hundred and I think like a hundred and something. I can't remember the numbers, but they get a bunch of people back. So now they're back. So basically that's the gist of the games. Okay. So these people, maybe I don't need to spoil the whole show for you, but basically these people are willing to die to be able to win all this money because they're so desperate. And it's crazy. Like once they get into this world, it's like, they don't have to think about anything other than what they're told to think about. And so instead of just staying in the real life world and using their imaginations to create wealth or create an income or to create like a solution to their problem, they're willing to throw themselves at the mercy of people they don't know that they can't see to be in a game to either get eliminated and or be the only one person to win. And so it's like playing the lottery. Like you don't know what the games are going to be. You don't know – like what's going to happen? And so you basically just like you go back into these games and there's a really good chance you're going to die. And that's where I like this game like or this show kind of hooked me because I was like, this is so similar to life. Like how many of us are actually like this? Like given this opportunity, how many of us would go do this instead of just putting in like a little bit more extra hard work to get what you want? Would you just keep buying a lottery ticket, lottery ticket, lottery ticket, and like just hoping that things are going to work out? Like all 464 or 65 of these people could have like used the same amount of probably less energy, less fear, less stress, less like whatever to make a life for themselves outside of this game. But I was just thinking like how many people – I do want to know how many people – seriously would have taken this opportunity like how many people would have gone into this game tried to beat 400 and something people in order to take home like a significant amount of money like it's a lot of money i don't know how i didn't check to see what the conversion is china and the u.s dollar but it's something billion so i would imagine it's a lot of money even in the united states but uh you got like there's all the different types of characters too, like the people that have like bigger hearts, the people that are deceiving, the older person, the person that's looking out for the weak, and it's just it's kind of like the same thing as like what you would see in life, but then you also have on like the people doing the killing side, like they have their own little like internal struggle going on, and it's just like it's a really good show. Like if you haven't seen the show, I think it has a lot of really good like lessons in it. Um. I really, I just say I'm going to ruin it for you guys because you should watch it. So if you want it, if you want to listen, listen. If not, don't listen. So the second game is the sugar honeycombs thing. 
So they basically, there's different shapes. They have, uh, let's see, there's, I know there's an umbrella. There's a whole bunch of saliva in this game. Each bag gets a circular tin with one different shapes. There's either a triangle, a star, or an umbrella. And so there's a line, so you can line up behind whatever shape, but you know what the game is. And so you li- this one guy lines up behind like an umbrella. There's a honeycomb, like a little, like a, almost like a vanilla wafer. You know how those crunch, but it's like flat. It doesn't have the rounded top. And so there's a shape in it, kind of barely carved in, like of an umbrella, of a triangle, or of a a triangle, a star. I thought there was a circle too. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, they got to carve this out. They get like a little pin. And they have to carve it out without breaking it at all. The second it breaks, <laughs> brains all over the place. So this is after they decided like, let's go back. So they can still leave this game. Then they can all vote and say, let's leave. Everybody, like lots of people die from this game. And then the people still continue. Because now, how invested are you into this sickness and this madness? How much does this happen to us in life? Like, how much? So the more you invest into something, the harder it is to walk away. So if you're in a career that you hate, or a job that sucks, or you're in a marriage that's, like, not good, a relationship that's not good, somebody's, like, abusive, somebody's, like, an alcoholic. Like, you don't feel like you get what you deserve. The more you invest into that the harder it is to get out of it. So you notice in this game, the further these people continue, so the further they go into these games, the harder it is for them to take themselves out of it, which reminded me a lot of life. The next game is tug of war. So you got to pick a team. This is the crazy part. You got to pick a team before you know the game. And so all these guys are getting together, like let's build this like muscle team because what if it's pride to do with strength? And this, a lot of teams just get built and it's not very good for them. And so... The main character gets put on this team with this old guy, some girls. It's kind of a weak team. Now it's tug of war. And so this old man, he's in the game. The very end of the show, this old man's got like a really big part in the whole thing. (laughs) This totally ruined it for you guys there. I'm telling you, turn it off if you don't want this spoiled. But at the very end of the show, like this old guy's got a part in it. But he's also very like intelligent and knows here's how we can leverage our size to beat this bigger team. So basically, you straddle the rope, you got to lean backwards, and then like these guys are going to pull for like 10 seconds. You just hold tight, you lean back, and then they're going to like wear themselves out. And then the second they look weak, you pull, 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 and pull them towards the edge. Um, They use a couple tricks. They almost lose, but they come out and they win. And the people that get pulled, it's from a platform like 100 feet in the air, and the team that loses gets pulled off. Then the rope gets cut and they all fall and their brains splatter all over the ground. So then there is, oh, like in between that, there's, it's not even a game, but somebody gets murdered. So somebody basically like, they give food out every day. And there's this one douchebag guy with a snake tattoo on his face. And he's always kind of like bowling everybody, but he goes and takes seconds of food. So him and like some of his buddies do seconds. And so some of the players in the game don't get food, but they don't have enough for everybody. And so this guy goes up to him and confronts him and says, hey, you took my food. 
he beats him to death, he dies there, and then it triggers like, hey, this could be like a game for these people. And so that was also an eye-opener to me because these people now saw, so the guy gets killed, there's no repercussions, there's no consequences. Like, remember, the whole point of this is to be the last survivor. And so the game maker, the game creator, sees this as an opportunity for these people to eliminate each other and see how far it will go. And so they essentially, like, at night, all these people attack each other. They kill, like, a ton of the people. And I was just thinking, like, it's, like, it's crazy how well people adapt to, like, violence or something that they would have never done before. All it takes is, like, an incentive. Like, incentive, like, billions of dollars. There's a billion dollars at stake. If you kill everybody tonight, you're going to get all this money. That was pretty, like, eye-opening to me to see. It's almost like a toilet paper situation. Like, with COVID, everybody runs out and they're fighting each other, knocking each other over to get the toilet paper. Almost like Jingle All the Way, where there was, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he was trying to get that toy, and he couldn't find it. Jingle All the Way. Always keep your promises if you want to keep your friends. They're trying to get that toy, and they're all fighting over it. And, like, they don't have any regard for each other's health. Because they're greedy and they want this toy at any cost. Anyway, the last game is Marbles. This one was a tearjerker. This one, you had to pick one partner. One partner. These game creators were kind of assholes, but it was really teaching me a lot about like myself because I was thinking, like, if I was in this position, how would this go down? So Marbles. So you had this old man, really nice old man. Well, take it to the end. Still, I'm not sure what I think about him, but got this old man who is nice, quotation marks. You have Dude Man, the main character. You have these two girls that are, like, nice. You have this guy, Ali, that's, like, really nice guy. You have this other main character that's, like, he's, a, he's just really intelligent. He seems like a good guy, but then, like, the more the show goes on, he's not as good as you think. But... So they all, they pair up with like friends because they think they're going to be like on a team and then it's marbles. They have to play against each other in marbles. They can pick any game, but the loser, if you lose all 20 marbles to your partner, you get killed. And so now there's like a husband and a wife going against each other. And so these people are now competing against their, the closest person they have in this game to them. And I was just thinking, so you have this uh, old guy that's got like dementia. And so he's playing against the main character. I can't remember his name because they're all like Chinese names. Um, but they're playing against each other and the guy is like got dementia. So he can't remember. He can't remember like if he wins or not. So he essentially wins the game against this main character. And then at the very end, he says to the main character like, did I say odd or even? And he has said even. So he should have won. But the main character takes advantage of his dementia. And he's basically like, no, you said odd. So you're basically guessing. <laughs> you close your hand. You're guessing odd or even. And then if you guess it right, you bet a certain amount. So both bet like three marbles. And then you guess what's in, <laughs> what's in their hand, odd or even. So say you bet five marbles and you win, then that person would give you five marbles. Once you get 20 you win. And so 
<laughs> there's this really sad exchange because this guy that's like taking care of him, been nice the whole time. He's in this moral dilemma because this old guy's going to die. He's sick. He has a brain tumor. And like, should this guy really give up his life or should he, <laughs> should he lie, be a little bit deceiving to live because he has more to offer like the world <laughs> than this old guy? Or at least that's like how I feel like he felt. So he basically cheats, beats this guy, old guy dies. There's these two girls. The one girl's got more to live for. The other girl, like, basically loses the marble game on purpose. She dies. The one <coughs> Ali guy goes with the smart guy. The smart guy realizes what the game is, and then he tricks this guy. to make, He just made him think that, you know what? I think at the end they're going to do ties so we could both win. So why don't you leave your marbles here, and then at three minutes we'll come back, and then we'll be on the same team to fight against the tied teams. Well, he tricks him. Ali dies. But it's just these sad encounters. Like the wife dies. The husband beats her own wife. His beats his own wife. Not beats her, but beats her at the game. But it's a really sad one. And then there's hopscotch at the end where they have these glass planks like above that 100-foot cliff where they fall onto cement and break their heads open. And so they have to pick a number, 1 to 16. There's 16 people left at this point. So, one, they don't know what the game is. One, you go first. Sixteen, you go last. There are, I can't remember how many planks. But there's two pieces of glass, one on the right, one on the left. If you jump to the one on the left or the right, one of them's two. It's got like two glass squares. What's well, got like temper? I guess it's called tempered glass, and it holds up up to two players at a time. But one of the squares is just like fragile, horrible glass. So if you jump on that, it will break and fall. And so basically, they they have sixteen minutes for all the players to cross. And if they don't cross, all the uh, little tiles, all the glass things blow up. And so the first guy has to make a like he only makes it a couple because you can't tell they look the same. So you jump onto a piece of glass. It'll either break or stay together. If it stays together, you get to jump again. But then they only make it so far till they die. And so at the end of this round, I think it was just the smart guy. The smart guy. Um, the main character. And the girl. There was only three people that made it across. But the girl at the very end, the the glass all blows up and peace hits her in the side. And so she basically is bleeding out. Main character's being really nice, trying to help her. He goes to the front to try to basically like get some medical help. Smart guy goes over, stabs her in the neck, and kills her because now he's one person closer to winning the game. Then there's two people left. And the last challenge is it's a child's game called... The final round features a popular child's game that, according to the front man, Lee Byung-hong, is one of the most violent games. The game is played by drawing. You draw a square, a triangle, and two circles on the ground, the same shape seen throughout the whole series, and has two teams trying to invade each other's space. The tricky part is you can't touch any lines and must hop on one foot on most areas. Of course, players will try their best 
to make you fall along the way. And so you're essentially trying to get to this spot in the game. You can use any force. These guys have weapons. They're stabbing each other. And the main character gets to the spot. And then he goes, if at this point he realizes how much damage has been done, how horrible everything's like been, how many people have lost their lives. And he decides, I want to vote to quit. All the money's there, 400 whatever billion dollars. Yang, chain, Lin, yen, whatever the currency is there. And the main character has won. The guy's sitting there bleeding to death. And he says, I would like to vote to end the games and we can leave. And the guy laying on the ground, he must have felt so much remorse over how he played the game, how he lived his life. He took this knife, stabs himself in the throat, dies. Main character wins the game. His gas brought back to real life. He gets the money deposited into his account. He gets the card. He goes and checks the account. Never takes any of the money out. Still lives like a homeless guy. Bum. His mom died while he was in there, I'm pretty sure. His only goal was to come back and buy her a business. And like have a relationship with his daughter. Then he's this bum. And he gets this card. Same card that he got to go play the games. And so it says, come meet me at this spot. He goes to the spot. Guess who's back? Back again. Old man's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Old man. Turns out old man is the one running the whole thing. And he put himself in his own game. He's almost like the guy on Saw. That's like behind the scenes. And like does the games. But he like isn't really part of the games type thing. He sets it up, but then he leaves and watches. So this guy does the same thing. He sets it up, and he's like, got a re- he really does have a brain tumor. He's about to die. So he invites the main character up, and it just explains to him everything that happened. And then there's this homeless dude on the street, and they make this bet, like, if homeless dude down here, like, gets help before midnight, then... Um... I can't remember. Some bet that they made. Anyway, the main character bets that people are good and he's going to get help. The other guy bets that they're not good and he's not going to get help. They see the world differently. And then somebody stops, helps him, and it proves that like people can be good in his head. Then he's about to go see his daughter that he has no relationship with because he's been a complete mess his whole life. And he sees... Guys over by the train station playing the first game where they're betting in the Pog Slammer game. And he can't handle it. And so he decides to turn around. Season ends. He doesn't get on his flight. doesn't go see his daughter. Anyway, my thoughts about this whole show are just what are we willing to sacrifice? Like how far are we willing to go for something like finances? For something like fame. For something like security. Are you willing to sell your soul? Are you willing to sell your... Like, you probably, like I'm thinking the main character in that moment when he played the old guy in the marbles game. And he was trying to deceive him. By the way, the old guy at the end of that game told him that he knows he was deceiving him. He says, just so you know, I know that you're tricking me. 
you can have my marble, I'm old, I'm dying. And so the main character has this remorse because he basically in his own his head, he cheated. He killed one of like these good friends of his that turns out to be an actual dick, so he's kind of glad now that he did it, but he didn't know that. And so that's another thing. Everything in life is per- perception is our reality. He perceived that the old guy was a good guy that he had now been responsible for this guy losing his life. When in reality, the guy was running the games and he was buying the whole thing and he actually lived in that moment and he left there feeling horrible, but in the reality, it was totally different than what he thought. And so I would recommend the show. It's very, like I said, gory. It's very like disturbing. I didn't want to watch past season or episode one. But I think it was episode two when it kind of got good. But anyway, those are some of the, like, the lessons I took from this. Like, perception really isn't like always reality. In our heads, we, we make it reality because it's how we perceive things. But there's always a different way things can be perceived. Um, don't, don't sacrifice things really important for you in a quick moment of gain. That's why you got to be really firm in your morals. I'm still like, I struggle like crazy. Like as a human being, some stuff like is pleasurable and it's hard not to like do things that you shouldn't do. I don't do drugs or anything. I'm not like a drug addict, but I'm just saying. (laughs) So there's always temptations. There's always like things that are going to draw you in. Know yourself. Know your, like have your integrity about you and do things that are going to be like pleasing to your soul if you died or you could look back at yourself and be really proud of the person you lived. Because if you cheat, lie still to get ahead, your conscience, I would believe, is what's going to carry on past this life. And you want it to be as clear as possible so that you can be an angel, not a demon. Anyway, those are my thoughts. And... I really would like to hear from you guys if you send me messages like on Instagram, Tyler underscore James underscore Griffith, or my email, kingofcorona2020 at gmail.com. But seriously, I really appreciate you guys for listening. It's amazing, and I would love to do this more and get more listeners. So thank you.